And three, two, one. Wait, I I missed. I need to do that again. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did you just say that you clapped poorly? I mean, I hit like my fingers on the inside of between my index finger and my thumb. So the answer is yes. Are you ready to call this meeting to order? I'm always ready, Toph. Let it so be called. Well, Adam, I don't know if you realize this, but I'm on the precipice of another Renault project. I mentioned that in a previous episode. Ugh. Dude, I have a Pandora's box of stuff that's about to get opened. Well, I don't, I don't want to make the same mistake I did previously and blow that comment <laughs> off. That feels like something I should dig into, but... <laughs> But, but, but no, no, no. I will, I will absolve you this time and tell you that um, when when I when I see you again, all will be revealed. At the time of your choosing, you're going to circle back to that comment and explain what that means. It's going to be great, and you're going to play the audio clip, and I'm going to then say, "Hey, bro, this is what's going on." Nice. Okay. Well, yeah. I am both yeah. excited to hear what that means, and I'm sure the listener feels the same. I, I can't imagine they wouldn't feel the same. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's begin as we always do and go over our top contributors list. Top contras. All right, we're going to count down from 10 to 1, just like we always do. Starting at number 10 is Casey. Oh. Number 9 is Brisky, the host of Turn of Phrases and, and the Podfix Network. Yes. Number 8 is Chris DeVos of Podcast 42, also from the Podfix Network. Super funny. Number 7 is Leslie. And I want to pause there and just point out that, once again, I checked the standings right before we recorded. And I'm uh-huh. sorry to say this, Chris, but Leslie nudged ahead of you and took over the seventh spot. Chris, you used to be in seventh. Now Leslie's just inched past you, and she's in the seventh spot. Dude, Leslie is so funny. <laughs> she is very funny. All right, in the number six spot is Tiff Franks, our food turn. Ah, oh, she's amazing. And it, it's been a while. She's been doing this for a while, but she added to her repertoire posting horrible birthday cakes every time someone's birthday is announced. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Those are her masterpieces that she makes for each of the interns. Amazing, amazing birthday cakes for each person whose birthday we're celebrating. Yeah. I can't wait to get mine. Yeah, thank you for correcting. Whoa, we'll we'll get to that, Adam. Believe me. (laughs) I'm glad you said that, actually. (laughs) All right, continuing with with our countdown of our top contributors... Here is our top five. All right, big five. In the fifth spot is a person who slid, but is now back in the top five. The Colonel himself, Jim Weir. Jim Weir. Oh, yeah, he's been kind of a sleeper cell recently. But he's back. He's back, baby. He's back. (laughs) In the number four spot, one of our favorites, Elimination Paul of the Varmints Podcast and Blazing Caribou Studios. Man, I love Elimination Paul. I do as well. I think everybody does. Paul, I hope you know that. I hope you know that all of us love you. Yeah, dearly. No, seriously. Number three is Luke. Yay. 
you know what? Both of those guys had slid considerably, and and they're back in the top five, which they held those positions for for a long, long time. And, and so Paul and Luke are both in the top five. Number two is our jokestress Carrie Dykes, yay, who posts some very, very funny things in the group, and in the number one spot, Adam. Let me guess, Chris Birkenbein. You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> it's the one thing in the group that, dare I say, may never change. So we have to turn in his direction to the east. We have to raise <laughs> our glasses and recognize our number one top contributor, Keith Gala of the Pop-Up Filmcast and the Podfix Network. Congratulations. Applause, applause, applause. And you know what? I think... It's not that he doesn't already do enough, but I think every time we announce he's number one, he has to submit a photo of him celebrating in some way, shape, or form that's unique <laughs> to our choosing. So has, this time... To, you're adding something that he has to do to, earn, to keep the number one spot. Right, right. That's right. So I'm going to make this up off the top of my head. All right. And this, this time, this announcement, he, he needs to please take a picture with... One chocolate chip cookie in his hand, or sorry, one cookie of his choosing in his hand, one cookie of his choosing in his mouth, and one cookie of his choosing on his head, all in the same picture. <laughs> God, it's so specific and weird. Yeah, I said it was off the top of my head, dude. I didn't have time to think about anything cooler than that. No, that's true. Well, so, so what you're saying is it's not enough that he's been MVPing all over the place. <laughs> now, now you want him to take weird pictures. I mean, it's not that weird. I just think it's a celebration dance. That's true. Okay. I endorse that. All right. Well, and just outside the top 10, Adam, are Vlado, Tori, Laura Thompson, and perhaps the person that enjoyed the victory of chocolate chip cookies more than anybody possible. Let me guess. Bonnie Chomo. <laughs> Dude, she has been trolling Paul so hard on that. <laughs> and me. No, she knows. Oh, really? She knows. <laughs> Dude, yes. she has got you guys number. Every time I see in there, she's like, you know, today's a great day, but you know what's better? A chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one, absolutely no one has relished the results of one of our polls ever in the history of the group more than Bonnie Chomo has relished the victory of chocolate chip cookies. Dude. Nobody. It, it has been so funny to watch her just completely like celebrate her Super Bowl poll. <laughs> yeah, she, she dunked bowl. on her heads and then did like what, what's the wrestling move where you do the triple pump? Like she's been standing <laughs> over us and triple pumping. Well, I I also feel like it, that's the same. That's the equivalent of whenever the basketball player would do a dunk, hold onto the rim, and then put his legs around the other guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> all of those, all of those analogies is what, is what Bonnie's been doing since the cookie poll concluded. <laughs> okay, we'll now get to I want to. We'll get to Go the ahead, details sorry. on that later. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, before before we move on too far, uh-huh. I actually met with Keith. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I met the MVP. As when you make MVP, one of us comes to visit you. So I came to visit Keith. Yeah. You followed through on, on the longtime policy that we've had that if you are MVP, that one of us visits you in person. Right, and then we go MVP all over you. So that's <laughs> so it's only fitting. It's what we have to do. <laughs> yeah, there's no, literally no other options. But dude, let me just say, Keith was dope. 
He was a, a lot of fun, really funny, super down to earth, like just a really good dude. You know, I, I lament that I don't live closer to Keith um, because I think that, you know, hanging out with him would have been, would have been, or more would be a lot of fun. So Keith, yeah, for sure. well done. You're awesome. And, uh, I, and I hope that this is yet another continuation of, of meeting some of the people from the group, you know. Further proof that Keith is the MVP so uh, it was either today or yesterday, fairly recently, you had reached out to me and said, "Hey, I don't know if if I can make our our make our time together to, yeah. to you know to produce the show, to record the show. You know, can you reach out to Keith?" And I reached out to him, responded almost immediately, and said, "Yeah, what what time do you need me?" So yeah, so see. Th- this very show that we're recording right now could have been co-hosted by Keith because he was at the ready because we may have right. him. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's much like you. You know, whenever uh, Avoid Being Hated needed somebody right now, you're like, I'm in. That's right. That's MVP that's, that's behavior, a, bro. That's a classic That's a classic podcast story where I was literally in my kitchen getting ready to sit down for dinner. <laughs> and your sweet wife, Liz, <laughs> texted me and said, hey, my co-host can't make it. Can you record a show with me? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. When? And she's like... I don't know, right now. <laughs> and I was like, um, well, I'm going to eat a quick dinner. <laughs> and then, yes, I will sit down at the mic and, and create content gold with you. And actually, Keith was going to bring uh, some cookies because he, he claimed that his wife makes the best one. But oh, he and I right. were both, I was juicing and he was doing um, something else. So we, we sat down for a romantic dinner of smoothies and healthy ingredients. Oh, that is romantic. All right. But, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> All right, well, moving on, let's recognize some new interns adam dude the best new interns yeah we, we've had a rush of new interns um here's a few more we've had three additional members from my improv troupe funny jumbo join our group since our last episode first is philip cummings and i provided you with pretty solid proof that he's your doppelganger 100 percent. when i got yes. that picture i was like oh, okay i don't know where you found him, right but it's me and so I, I can't wait for you guys to somehow be in the same place so we can all take a picture together because I think you're the same person. Yeah, it'd be awesome. So also uh, Carolyn Healy, she's very, very funny, and Lexi Ball, three members of Funny Jumbo. So welcome, guys. In addition to them, Brian Planis has joined us and Sabrina Shaw. Wow. Yeah, big so growth. welcome, guys. Big growth. Those are our new interns. Adam, how about we recognize some July birthdays? Yeah, perfect. And to kick things off, Adam. Yeah. On July the 1st, which was just a few days ago, mm-hmm. was my birthday. Dude, happy birthday, man. It, it's, it's a pleasure to share the last three birthdays with you, dude. And I hope there's many, many more. Yeah, thank you, sir. So it makes sense that we should kick birthdays off by making it all about me, baby. Me. Me. Yes. Now you're getting it, man. <laughs> now, surprisingly, we're going to go through the almost the entire month, and not until the 29th do we have another birthday from the group, and that is the birthday of Percy Thrillington, Ooh. the co-host of the Cobra Kai Companion and Jake and Tom Conquer the World. And so, happy birthday to him as well. Yeah, man. Happy birthday. And before we wrap up, you know what I noticed, Adam? What? You and I have birthdays in the same month. Ah, oh, man, you're so close, but it's it's not my birthday's on July actually. Wait, wait, wait. So nope. what, what you're telling me 
I just want to make sure I get this right. Yeah. Your birthday is not in July. That's correct. That's correct. I yeah, no, say, it's man. not. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta adjust your calendar. Okay, well, I feel like I've done that quite a bit, and I was almost certain that your birthday is in July. And you're saying no, you're dude. saying it's not though. No, but you are close. Okay. All right. Well, I, I I hear what you're saying, but I just I wanna I wanna play a message for you. Okay. I wanna play a message for you that I think you'll be interested in on this topic. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. This is the Colonel with an update on a report previously submitted about Adam Saunders' actual birth date. <laughs> After a lot of sleuthing work, consulting with Ancestry.com, <laughs> review of birth certificates, death certificates, etc., I have determined with 100% accuracy <laughs> that Adam Saunders was born on July 30th. Now, on a further report with some more sleuthing, I think I will be able to report on a few of Mr. Saunders' other habits <laughs> that now are beginning to make sense to me. <laughs> that is all. Dude, how cool is the colonel, man? I mean, he's cool, but more importantly, what do you have to say about that? Unfortunately, that's a falsified document. I have uh, I have decoys out there in the uh you know in the official record keeping uh-huh. so it's it's tough to kind of keep track of my actual i mean you know how hard it is to keep track of my actual whereabouts much less my birthday whereabouts so that was well that, was, that sounds like he got he got he got falsified information and that means my plan worked perfectly well J- jim is our staff reporter and investigator so right. i don't know i think i'm kind of looking forward to seeing when he comes back and, and has and finishes his report on this. Yeah, this is probably this is gonna be like the Mueller report where nobody's really happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the entire GBI is gonna be happy about it because we're all gonna know your birthday finally. <laughs> well, you know, I mean he like I said, he was very, very close, but unfortunately no. Well, the other thing I wanted to point out was I don't know if you saw this, but when I posted in the Facebook group that we're we were gonna record our episode and to let me know if there were any July birthdays. Uh-huh. You know, Corey McCord posted and said, Hey, Adam Saunders, he has a July birthday. And then I hmm. responded and said, Does he? Tune in to find out. And <laughs> I thought that was just going to be, you know, the end of that. Right. But then Casey Jones, you know, piped in and he said, Absolutely. I've been listening long enough to have eliminated all other options. <laughs> and Corey said, Exactly. And then Casey said, Unless he was never born and it's just a mass hallucination. As I've always suspected. Yeah, that's... That wasn't the end of it, though. (laughs) Then Corey responded, Well, I've never been in the same room with him, so I can't prove you wrong. And then Casey says, All we supposedly know is how he talks. Oh, and (laughs) and that he may like juice, wine, and diet soda. Then Corey says, And his apparent avatar wears a black ball cap turned around backwards all the time. (laughs) That wasn't the end of it either. (laughs) Casey then says, exactly. Obviously a hallucination. The scruffy tiny beard is a dead giveaway. Could be an MIB thing, which I think is men in black thing for all all I know. And then I I made a comment that wasn't that important. But then you came in and said (laughs) to all three of us, I am but an apparition of all of us. I am who we we all want to be and don't want to be. I'm created by all of you. 
and exist because because you believe. <laughs> my hat represents our desire to be carefree. My beard represents the confidence we all want. My crooked smile is our inner desire to be happy. My long hair represents your youth that we all want to keep. My annoying voice reminds us that we're all human and that life is hard. My bad language is our desire to say what we're all thinking. And my cooking videos remind us that we're hungry and could use a snack. I am all of us. (laughs) And then you laugh maniacally. (laughs) That was a lot more than I remember writing on that. (laughs) Yes. So that's the most discussion there's ever been around the speculation of when your birthday is. (laughs) And I'm just saying, before you comment, I'm just saying... It's never it's never caught the attention of Jim, our investigator and staff reporter, and I just think we all need to pay attention because when he comes back around with additional information, it could be substantial and meaningful. Well, I mean, 99% of the things that Jim does is substantial and meaningful, but as an That's apparition, right. I don't have a birthday, you know? Okay. I'm just going to say to you and to our listening audience, to be continued. <laughs> and with that, let's move on to some polls. I love polls. All right. Our first poll was put on by Chris DeVos on our entertain turn. And that was, who is your favorite, Bob or Robert? And uh, first, there was a first place tie between Bob Seeger and Robert Smith, the lead singer of The Cure. <laughs> and then third place was Bob Dylan. Fourth went to Robert Plant and Robert Palmer. And fifth was Robert Johnson. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Favorite Bobs. Totally. All right, here's our next poll, and that was put on by Leslie, and that is, for those that watch the show Stranger Things, who is your favorite Stranger Things character? Hopper, duh. Do, I don't remember. Do you watch Do you watch Stranger Things? Are you Hell yeah, that? dude. Yeah, okay. man. All right. Well, Steve won in a landslide. Dustin came in second. Also getting votes was Hopper, Eleven, Bob, Papa, and Lucas. Now, Brad, of my former college roommate fame, right. he, added, he added Grey Worm to the uh, to the poll Great which worm. I think I think he's still just feeling a hangover from, from the Game of Thrones finale alright next poll and this is a good one it was put on by Keith what are the top three best Tom Hanks movies that's impossible it is but if anybody can tackle that it's the GBI and here's the results number one was big number two was Forrest Gump and number three was a tie between The Green Mile and Saving Private Ryan. I don't have a problem with those results. No, I think that's 100% accurate. Well, the runner, runners-up were very strong as well. So those went to The Burbs, League of Their Own, The Toy Story Franchise, and Money Pit. All very, very good films. Yeah, totally. All right. And that brings us to the Cookie Elimination Poll. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. All right. Well, I don't know if we'll have time to share all of them, but here's how it went. Here are the cookies that did not make did not make the cut. That would be chocolate chip with nuts, oatmeal raisin, which actually was an early upset. I think a lot of people thought that would go much higher. White mm-hmm. chocolate chip. And another one that was very polarizing was shortbread. All cookies had at least one vote at that point. So here are here's the top 10, and here's how it shook out. Are you ready? Yep. Going out first, the very first elimination was a double elimination of sugar cookies and Milano's. Now, sugar cookies are one of my favorites, so that was really sad. Mm. Going out in the eighth spot was Samoa's, which is a Girl Scout cookies. Number seven was Nutter Butters. 
Number six was Tagalongs, and Paul makes a note that this was by one vote. It was almost a Girl Scout double elimination. Wow. Number five was Thin Mints, and I will tell you that no one supported Thin Mints more than Jim Weir did. He was very upset that people were going after Thin Mints, and probably still bitter to this day. Were they gunning for them? Yeah. I don't know if anybody was really gunning for Thin Mints, but he was he was not happy with anybody that ever voted against them during the poll. Fair enough. Number number four, and Paul makes the note that prepackaged cookies were eliminated six days in a row. I don't think I noticed that. Did you? That's a very intense heads-up play. All right. Well, I gave you credit for this because Oreo is one of your favorite cookies. Am I right? Totally. Okay. So Oreos, I recognize them as the last man standing in the unofficial prepackaged category. Yeah. they. I mean, it's a, it's a strong cookie, dude. And then in the number three spot is my favorite all-time cookie, and that is the Snickerdoodle, which is a very delicious cookie. And if, if no one else, I think I had some people join me in their support for Snickerdoodles, but for sure Luke did. Luke was a proponent of, of yeah. Snickerdoodles. Even though you gunned for his Asian soups. You know, I mean, the, the, the Snickerdoodle was never super spectacular to me, but it was a good cookie. We don't have to discuss that any further. More, more than enough conversation took place during the poll. True. Now we're down to the final two. And the final two were homemade peanut butter cookies and chewy chocolate chips. Well, boo to the peanut butter. And when it it was all said and done, here we go. I'm going to make this announcement. The official cookie of the Gravity Beard interns is... Chewy chocolate chip. Here's how the voting broke down. 57.5%, including you, voted to eliminate peanut butter cookies, which left 42.5%, which tried to eliminate chocolate chip, but chocolate chip outlived peanut butter, and they are the official cookie of the GBI. Yep. So there you go. It was it was bloody, it was bitter, it was fought to the very end. It was an elimination poll. It's what you get every time. Everyone's miserable with the result except for like one person. So like how the hell does this keep happening? Everyone is always <laughs> upset with the end result. Always. <laughs> and well, yet we I, we can't I, stop voting. I don't remember whether it be the the soup poll or the cereal poll or the mashed potato poll, any of the previous elimination polls. I don't remember where right from the beginning, almost all the votes that I cast were defensive votes. Yeah. I was never really eliminating the cookie that I liked the least. I was voting for a cookie to save another cookie that I liked better that was facing elimination. (laughs) Right. It's all strategy voting. Yes. Well, I mean, in these things, you have to have strategy. We We have a group of very smart people. So you have to approach these things in the most intelligent way possible. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have too much more to say about it, but we do have a message that was left regarding the results of the cookie poll. <laughs> Let it be, Bonnie, please. This is Cookie Monster. 
And this is how I talk. I am saying <laughs> this cookie poll, and I am telling you, I am very, very torn. On the one hand, I love all cookies. Yum, 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 yum. Love them all. And I enjoy that gravity beards. You are voting cookies, number one. But then again, I am so torn because I am so sad that cookies made with off are not coming out on top. One day, a chewy chocolate chip cookie made by Grandma Cookie Monster will come out on top. My hope is that one day you will all understand cookies, no matter what kind, are all yum, 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 yum. There you go. Classic Cookie Monster. I think if you're going to hear from anybody following a cookie poll, it should be Cookie Monster. Yeah. Yep. Indiscriminate hater. (laughs) So Cookie Monster, thank you for weighing in on the results of our cookie poll. Yeah, I I do feel like that everyone is dissatisfied with the results of the polls all the time. Which confuses me because everyone is voting. But at the same time, we seem to love elimination polls. It's like the it's like the, one of the most favorite things we do in the group. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's one of my favorites for sure. No matter no matter how bitter I get and how much I don't get my way, I still love them. It's a fan favorite. Yeah. So, Paul, thank you so much for hosting. It's it's a lot of work. So, Paul, thank you for your time in yeah. ad- administering another elimination poll. Another great elimination poll. Yeah, darn right. Okay. Adam, I'm pleased to say, and we've brought a lot of these to the table over the last several months, I have another job opportunity for everyone. Yay, these are the best. If you don't mind being paid to taste some of the most delicious barbecue ribs across the country, posting envy-inducing pictures of your food and falling asleep every night, dreaming about your next rack of ribs, then you could have what it takes to be the next Reynolds Wrap Chief Grilling Officer. The person chosen will travel across the country for the first two weeks of August in search of the best barbecue in America. Along the way, the CGO will be in charge of posting photos, grilling techniques, and other multimedia on the company's website and social media channels. An influencer for rib lovers, basically. The position includes prepaid travel and lodging for you and a guest. Wow, and a guest. Whoever takes on the temporary assignment of the Reynolds Wrap Chief Grilling Officer will be paid... Ten thousand dollars for just two weeks of work. Wow, that is unfair. Adam, how would you like to be the Reynolds Wrap Chief Grilling Officer for the first two weeks of August? I'm submitting my application because hell yeah, yeah we've we've posted some really amazing job opportunities that might be at the top of the list. One hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, well, go get them. Uh, they're accepting applications now, and best of luck to all of you. I'm in. All right. I have some new facility updates, Adam. These are important. First one from Keith. We got a note from him. It says, I've been asked by HR to stock extra copies of this in the intern library. We've apparently been getting some landscaping done around campus. It's a new book called A Golden Guide, Hallucinogenic Plants. Nice. So that was a comprehensive list. Yeah. So... Uh, you're right, Keith. We actually have been installing some new hallucinogenic plants around campus, and so definitely go by the library and pick up a copy of that book so you are up to speed on what we're doing. 100%. All right, this next item is also posted by Keith, and that's called the Air Whirl. Did you see this? The Air Whirl? 
the Airworld. So this is a portable AC and heating system. Basically what it is, is it's a large metal tumbler style cup and you put okay. ice in it. Yeah, you put ice in it and then the top cap has a fan in it that blows air out of it. I wonder and so if it's, it's any good. It's a tumbler sized portable air conditioning unit. And when the season changes and it's and it's cold outside, for heat, you can put a heat pack inside of it instead of ice and it becomes a portable heater. That's not bad. How amazing is that? It's pretty freaking amazing. Yeah. Okay, and our next item is also posted by Keith, and it's called the Toilet Timer. Did you see this? The Toilet Timer is good, man. So this is from the Toilet Timer website. It says, In this era of folks diving down the Reddit rabbit hole and watching entire episodes of Game of Thrones on the Porcelain Throne... Katamco developed the toilet timer, quote, for the procrastinator taking their sweet time. To set the toilet timer, rotate it 360 degrees and set it on a flat surface. Then it works like a classic hourglass as it, as the sands move in a steady stream out of the timer into the bowl on the timer. The toilet timer has specific models for men, women, and children, each one available for the economic price of $15. I tell you what, man, the items that we offer our group are not expensive. No, no, no. They're, they're actually creative and very economical. That's right. All right, this next item, Adam, this is something I'm really excited about, and this is something we specifically installed in the GBI library. Yeah. And it's called the Newtone built-in stereo, stereo music system. Did you see this? I don't think so. Well, one thing I like about this is that it's it's a space saver because it has a it's a fold-in wall stereo tape recorder player, but it also has a turntable. So it so it plays it has reel to reel, it has stereo, and it has a turntable all that fold into the wall. That's awesome. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Totally amazing. Yeah, so head down if if you want to listen to some tunes. We have a huge collection of vinyl down in the intern library, so head down there and use the new new tone built-in stereo music system. Yeah, you're gonna love it. Love it. All right, how about a dress code update, Adam? Ooh, these are my favorite. How about crochet shorts for men? No, I don't like these. This was brought to us by Chris DeVos. These are exactly what they sound like. They come from an Etsy shop called. Lord Von Schmidt. And by the way, Adam, so just just envision, and you can go to that website if you want more details. It's Lord Von Schmidt on Etsy. <clears throat> but these are not just shorts, but also pants and a, and a variety of other garments made entirely out of crochet material. And they're not cheap, Adam. So first of all, a pair of shorts, crocheted shorts, are 60 to $80. Pants are over $100. And other garments on the site can cost up to $250. Wow. HR discussed this. They're going to cautiously approve these uh, and are trusting that everyone's going to choose to wear them in a tasteful manner. Yeah. Totes appropriate, basically. Yeah. Please. Okay. How about some new books in the intern library? Yes. I need some. So this week's book of the week from Keith is A Dude's Guide to the Couch. 70 Amazing Things You Can Do on Your Couch, a.k.a. Dude's Best Friend, by author John <laughs> Wheeler. And Adam, I'm actually uh, proud to let you know and the listener 
that I wrote the foreword for this book because of my well-established reputation as an avid endorsement. Right, which is one of my favorite traits about you. That's right. So I wrote the foreword to this uh, to this week's book of the week. Here's some other selections in the library this week. The first one from uh, Hannah Oshier. How a baby is made. Did you huh. see this book? How could I miss it? So let me just describe this. Again, the title is How a Baby is Made. And this has cartoon-style illustrations that the only way that I can describe them are very graphic. Yeah, but not inappropriate. The book itself goes into great detail describing basically how a baby is made and then its birth, all using medical terms descriptively. Got to learn sometime. (laughs) The book is definitely informative, but I would also use the word shocking. It is shocking. That's true. And then, of course, uh, just a reminder, look out for Luke and the bookmobile. It should be coming through your neighborhood very soon. As usual, literally watch out. He doesn't drive very carefully. No. Mm-mm. Normally, uh, well, see, the books aren't very well secured inside the bookmobile, so they're always sliding off, and so he's like leaning over to pick them off the floor, and that's when problems happen. That's correct. Adam? Uh, I believe last week or the week before, we debuted a new segment, and here is another installment of Eye on Health. Yes. I came across an article, Adam, and it was 15 unimaginable stories from from the emergency room. Hmm. And so I'm going to share with you just three of these stories, and then we'll visit a few more of these in future episodes. Are you ready? Yeah. Here's the first one. It goes, I'm a dentist... But sometimes I have to go downstairs to the ER if someone gets an extreme injury with their mouth and really messes up their teeth. Well, one guy got chainsawed through his face. What? And they wanted me to make sure the broken teeth wouldn't be a problem and prevent him from going into the operating room. Apparently, the man was cutting through a log and it kicked back right at him. It tore up the skin really badly, just bounced off the bone, which was so lucky... It could have done much worse damage than it did. So basically, the guy accidentally chainsawed his face. Right, right. And didn't die. And did not die. Story number two. It goes like this. One guy came in with a mayonnaise jar, stuck up his rectum (laughs) with the mouth of... (laughs) with, With the mouth of the jar facing in... He had to go into the operating room where the surgeon had to glue a rod to the base of the jar and wait for it to set before pulling it out. The guy said he did it on a bet. Ew. Ew. Yeah, so on a bet, a guy... (laughs) Don't do those bets, people. Jeez. A guy put a mayonnaise jar up his own... Yeah, booty, but he also... At least he didn't go, you know, rear end first, like with the... uh, the bottom end of the container. He went with the lid. <laughs> so, you, so you think that was much better? Way better, dude. Like, not even in the same <laughs> league. So in your experience of putting mayonnaise jars up your own rectum, that's where you've gotten the best results. No, I didn't do that. My roommate did. So there you <laughs> go. <laughs> All righty then. And we'll finish up with this one. This is my favorite from this week. These are stories from the emergency room in this this week's edition of Ion Health. 
One night, my friend was in the ER, and a lady came in complaining about leg pains. The woman had a cast on the leg because it had been broken, so they decided to cut cut the cast off to get a closer look. Apparently, the woman's leg had been in the cast for over a year. What? And for some reason, she kept the cast on. When they took it off... They saw maggots eating away at her exposed bone. Oh my god! So, um, so if you break your leg and get a cast on it, a year is too long. Just as a general rule of thumb. Right. Yeah. Just a just like a scotch. Too long. All right, Adam. I'm about to debut yet another new segment. Yes. The segment is called Into the Wild, and these are stories involving animals, Adam. Oh, nice. Now, I will point out that if, if you're into animals, you should check out the Varmints podcast. That is a fantastic show from Blazing Caribou Studios and hosted by our very own Elimination Paul and Donna Hume. So, yeah. if you like podcasts and you like animals, check out Varmints. But here is our new segment, Into the Wild. Our first story, Stacy Childs-Wright and her husband, Chad, of Tampa, Florida are expecting and they decided on a special way to announce their child's gender they use their pet alligator amos oh nice sounds like a good idea yeah i agree there's a video that goes with the article and what it shows is is that chad held out a stick with a black balloon at the end of it in front of the alligator and this is a full size alligator by the way yeah full after a few tries the alligator pops the balloon Revealing a cloud of pink powder. Ha! <laughs> yeah, people need to kind of like do less, God bless, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, um, in a footnote to the story this will be the couple's 10th child. Oh my gosh! Yeah. They need to stop reproducing. Jeez. And stop using alligators to reveal the gender of their new child. Also, stop doing gender reveals. No one actually cares. There you go. <laughs> well,. That was a commentary at no extra cost from our friend Adam. <laughs> All right, next story comes with the headline Alabama man allegedly fed attack squirrel meth to keep it aggressive. <laughs> attack squirrel, bro. <laughs> you seem like you're on board with this idea. Totally. It goes with the uh, butler chimps from last week. Squatlers. Squatlers, yeah. Yeah, those were great. We yeah. have those all over campus now, along with beer donkeys. Yeah, don't be afraid to use it. Utilize that. So the squirrel was removed from from the alleged drug den by investigators following a bust. Ronnie Reynolds, age 37, was arrested at the scene, but the alleged caretaker of the squirrel, identified as Mickey Polk, age 35, has not been located. <laughs> the sheriff's office said that prior to the drug raid, officials were told that Polk kept an attack squirrel at his home, Apparently, it's illegal in Alabama to have a pet squirrel. I'm actually really surprised to hear that. That's lame. Yeah, right? Officials found the squirrel, and I thought this was an interesting note to the story, Adam. They found the squirrel and released it into the wild. Eh, could be bad. So, you have a squirrel hooked on meth that they just released out into into the forest. Yeah, that seems like a bad idea on, like, about a billion levels. Right, so... If you live in this area of Alabama, watch out for... Meth-fueled squirrels. Yeah, for a meth-fueled attack squirrel. 
Uh, and, and that, accordingly, the article says that was per recommendation from the from Alabama's Department of Conservation. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Do, do they have an official policy on what you do when you come across a, a meth-fueled squirrel? Like, is that on the book somewhere? No, this is a very common problem, man. You don't have to worry about it. Everybody just knows what to do. You just, you release them, of course. Yeah, it's fine. And in, in a quote, the sheriff's office said... There was no safe way to test the squirrel for meth. <laughs> well, I love that so much. And also, I'd like to dispute it. I think you could probably take the squirrel to a vet and test it if it was if it had meth in its system. I think you actually could do that. No, <laughs> no way. I know, silly me. All right, Adam, it's time for science. I love science. Get the committee going. All right, I'm not going to read the story because really it was more of a video, but Carrie Dykes dropped a terrifying fact on us, and that is that tarantulas can swim. Oh, that's such bad news. Yeah, and, and she posted a video. It's it's horrifying. I didn't want to know that. Yeah, that's bad. And now a story from Drew Mick. And Drew, along with his friends uh, Nathan and Tanner, host uh, a really great show called Headline Heroes. Yeah. And Drew has been on our show before. He did um, he did our Smorgasbord tour episode last year. But Drew brings us this story. According to a study published Wednesday in the Zoological Journal of Valinian Society, a peer-reviewed scientific journal, the Aldabra rail, which is a bird, has returned after being extinct. Wow. I wonder how that happened. Have you ever heard of an animal being declared extinct and then coming back. Huh. He, the animal probably, probably walked back and was like, was that mother I thought you <laughs> think I was dead? <laughs> so anyways, the flightless bird, a descendant of the species of flying bird known as the white-throated rail, was completely mm-hmm. wiped out when the island disappeared below sea level 136,000 years ago. Wow. But unlike the famous dodo, the rails were able to reemerge from Madagascar once sea levels lowered again. This is an example of something called iterative evolution. When the same ancestral lineage yeah, leads to repeated evolution of a species at different points in time, the rare phenomenon means that species can reemerge over and over despite past iterations going extinct. That is a miracle of science. It absolutely is. And I did not know that that was possible. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, for sure. All right, Adam, why don't we take a quick break and hear from one of our new promotional partners? Hell yeah. More Platinum Level content? Right after this. This week's episode is sponsored by Dr. Pancakes, your local authority on all things breakfast. Hmm. Eggs too runny? Dr. Pancakes. Bacon not crispy? <laughs> Dr. Pancakes. Toast not butter? Dr. Pancakes. Losing yourself in an abyss of sadness and nostalgia for the days of old with smells of puppies and wet socks wafting through the room? Dr. Pancakes. Undercooked sausages? Dr. Pancakes. Soggy cereal? Dr. Pancakes. Still in love with your ex-lover who left you for a professional whale watcher on the other side of the planet, especially when they send you occasional messages saying, what's up? Dr. Pancakes. Call 1-800-DR-P-CAKE. That's 1-800-DR-P-CAKE. Dude, 
we got to call Dr. Pete Cake. You know, Adam, if there's anybody that can help you with your problems on the road, like when they're out of milk or you can't get any avocado toast, I think oh. it might be Dr. Pancakes. Dude, i got to call Dr. Pancakes, man. Right? One-stop shop for all my problems. For all your breakfast needs? Which is the best thing. For more information about Dr. Pancakes, feel free to check out Weird With You. It's another terrific podcast from the Podfix Network. It can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. Adam, let's turn briefly to the food page. My favorite thing of all time. Derek Glasscock, the other co-host from the Pop-Up Filmcast, brings us this item. Can I interest you in craft salad frosting? No, not even a little bit. Well, you may not be the target audience. Let me tell you more. (laughs) Kraft has launched salad frosting as part of a campaign about the lies that parents tell their children. I think that's a great start. Yes, absolutely. Here's a quote. Innocent lies parents tell their kids help alleviate the pressures of everyday parenting. Boy, that's true. Mm -hmm. And if it gets kids to eat their greens, so be it, says head of marketing for Kraft. Kraft salad frosting is one lie you won't feel bad telling your kids. (laughs) According to a recent study, ranch dressing is the most popular dressing in the United States, and kids will eat anything with frosting, right? It's a match made for dinnertime bliss. Mm -hmm. Now, convincing children to eat salad, broccoli, and carrots may be a whole lot easier. Just add craft salad frosting. Wow. That sounds like a made-up item from MacGuffin Industries. Or a brilliant marketing ploy to describe your product. <laughs> but I think it actually exists. Yeah. All right. How about a couple travel notes, Adam? Oh, I can speak to these. I am travel. <laughs> You're actually currently traveling right now. Dude, Adam from the road, bro. <laughs> You're always Adam from the road. <laughs> You're damn right I am. Hold on to that thought, actually. Okay. So, can I interest you in our first destination, and that would be a real-life Mario Kart track. I am so in. This is brought to us by Keith. It is located at the Clifton Hill Speedway in Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. Hmm. It has 2,000 feet of track. It has hairpin turns, a four-story spiral, a two-tiered drop into another spiral... And apparently, it's the largest elevated go-kart track in North America. It's essentially a roller coaster go-kart fusion. You know, where do they get the like souvenirs to pay the you know, amphibians? I have no idea. But that sounds amazing, and I want to go there. Mm-hmm. Here's our second destination. Can I interest you in the Ninja Turtle Lair? I mean, is there ever a time in your life... Where you haven't wanted to go go to a Ninja Turtle lair? No. No. In fact, if I could, I would leave right now and go to a lair immediately. Right. I mean, first of all, it's a lair. You don't get to go to those very often. And this one has Ninja Turtles. Well, this one is brought to us by Chris DeVos. And you can find it on Airbnb, Adam. Nice. Yeah. So... Apparently, and I I guess I sort of have started to learn about this, but Airbnb is full of odd places. And so the Ninja Turtle Lair now tops the list. And it turns out that the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Lair, Adam, is located in the Tribeca neighborhood in Lower Manhattan, New York. 
Man, that's like not very far away from us. And Luke probably has been through there. <laughs> not on purpose, but I think he has. No, 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 for sure. Would you like to guess what the nightly price is to stay in the Ninja Turtle lair? $300. You're not even close. It costs $10 per night. Oh, is it a room? Somebody's bedroom? I don't know, but it's on Airbnb for $10. Oh. Yeah, I bet it's somebody's living room or bedroom. Maybe so, but there you go. Yeah. All right, Adam, speaking of you from the road. Hmm. You know, you've been on a number of trips in the last, yeah. just in the last few weeks. Yeah. And you were nice enough to leave us some messages while you were on those trips. Oh. And I thought, you know, we couldn't we could play them you know, in hotline messages, but why not play them in our travel section? <laughs> the travel section's where it goes. And so here's your first travel message. Okay. Hey, what's up? So, and Adam, this is always on This is how I talk. Hey, Adam. Yeah. This is a call from Milan, Italy. Um, this trip has gone well for work, but has been filled with some things that, you know, need to be addressed. Number one, on my first flight to London, I had some drunk guy almost get the plane, almost get himself kicked off the plane, and um, almost they, they, they almost made the plane turn around and return to the gate. So, so far off so to a bad start. Um, then in London, from the flight from London to Milan, they did not offer complimentary anything. No beverages. You could get nothing what? on that flight. Um, Dude, it was terrible. I don't know what was the deal. No coffee. I thought somebody get a Diet Coke. They wanted three dollars, uh, three euro fifty, and I thought that was insane. That's like five bucks. So I don't know what's going on there. Third, um, I have not had a good food experience. The gelato has been amazing, as it usually was, uh, is, and I had a good amount of that. But the um, the food wasn't wasn't the greatest this time. I think it just kind of struck out. But there was some yeah. beautiful scenery. So that was very enjoyable. That was terrible. Um, I did get a chance to try the Hallmark with some Italian wine, as promised. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't a total total loss. But I'm sitting here now. I'm on my way back. Plenty of uh, power and media. And uh, I've had a delicious cappuccino this morning. So, it overall, did. not a total waste of a trip. So, uh, look forward to speaking with you guys again. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. This is Lord Saunders. This is how I talk. And Dunsky. Yeah, it was dicey on the way over there, man. Some guy got drunk, and he got into a fight with like the flight attendants. I'm like, dude, stop. They've already pulled away from the gate, because if they go back to the gate, and it's been a certain amount of time, then they time out, and they like have to wait for another crew to come get you on the flight, so shut up. Are you serious? And, yeah. And like, I mean, there's so many things that can happen, and he just would not shut up, and then like in the air, like right, 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 as we're taxing, the, the, the flight attendant is like, dude... I'm about to go to the captain. If I go to the captain, it's not going to end well for you. And all these people are going to be really mad at you. And he finally shut up to the point where like, they would at least take off. But yeah, we almost had to had to do that. And then, no free coffee on a three-hour flight? That's insane. Coffee is practically free. Yeah. Anywhere you go to buy the beans. So what the hell? Yeah, that's weird. I, I heard you say that. That is so strange. Yeah, it was, it was like nearly $5 if you wanted a beverage on a three-hour flight. You're supposed to at least get like a beverage and a cookie. That's ridiculous. Yes, it was the worst thing, man. <laughs> it was 
<laughs> it was the worst thing. Yeah, it was. But you did get to go to Milan, Italy. I did go to Milan, Italy. On the way back, I did have a uh, a direct flight on American, my my preferred airline. And uh, I played a lot of truck American Truck Simulator. I watched some movies. I had a really good time. That's great, man. I slept. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, welcome back to the States. We're glad to have you. Good to be back. All right, well, we actually have a second message from from your recent travels. Aha, aha. Why don't we play that? Let's do it. What's up, guys? Most Saunders, you have a talk. Hey, buddy. Um, What's up? It is 7.04 in the morning in the lounge, and the avocado toast sign is out and says every morning from 7 to 10, 10 a.m., complimentary. And they are now four minutes late on a cart in sight, which, as you know, is completely <laughs> unacceptable. So I uh, just thought I'd like to report in and make sure everybody knows that this is ridiculous. So, so far, off to a bad start. Done, Keith. Dude. <laughs> Did you have anybody fired for that? Like two people. Two people. I think that's you exercising great restraint. <laughs> You're telling me, dude, I needed my toast. Especially if they're going to have the sign out. Yeah, it says right there. 7 to 10, complimentary. Here comes your toast. No toast. So then when I finally did get my two slices that I asked for, I had to like wolf it down because I had to get to my flight before it took off. So Right. It was lame, dude. Lame. That is the perfect definition, the textbook definition of mild inconvenience. <laughs> and as your friend, I'm sorry you had to endure that. <laughs> See? Finally, somebody understands me. Now, I also want to point out, though, that, I mean, Milan, that's got to be our farthest away call. Ooh. Yeah, quite possibly. That was a long call, dude. Sure was. And yet Mm -hmm. we've got the technology to receive it. We've got the technology. Golden shovels, baby. All right, Adam, why don't we move on to the sports page? So, Adam. Yes? You know OJ, right? How could I forget? You know, from double murder fame? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so 2019 marks the 20th anniversary of, of all the craziness that went down back in 1994. Of course. Well, not for the murders, but OJ did spend some time in prison. And... And then recently he got out. Yeah. Did you know that now he has a Twitter account? Oh, good. That's what he needs. Are you aware of that? Did you know? No. The real OJ32. And I think his first, you know, he's only tweeted 19 times since he set it up. So not a ton. But I think his first couple of tweets, which were which were videos that he filmed of himself and then posted, I think they were kind of interesting. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna play those, and then I just okay. want to get your, I want to get your comment on the first couple of video posts by O.J. Simpson. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Here's the very first tweet ever, ever by O.J. Simpson. Okay. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, you'll get to read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything. Now, there's a lot of fake O.J. accounts out there, so this one. At the real OJ32 is the only official one. 
So this should be a lot of fun. I got a little getting even to do. So God bless. Take care. Okay, that's bizarre. Did you find the end of his message peculiar? Which part do you refer to specifically? I've got a lot of getting even to do. I don't see anything wrong with that. What, what could that possibly mean? Did you hear that? Did you hear it clearly? Did you want me to play it again? No, 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 no. I heard it. I mean, he's got a lot of getting even to do. Yeah, I, I just think if anybody's going to post a video, a close-up video of their face saying, I've got a lot of getting even to do, I don't think O.J. Simpson is the one that should do that. Well, but he can't go back for that murder. That's double jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think the other thing is, is that he said, I've got a lot of getting even to do. And then he said immediately after, God bless. Right. Well, he's going to get even with them for support, for supporting him. <laughs> I just think the end of the video is quite, is quite strange. I'm totally going to watch all these now. So in any case, I want to go ahead and play OJ's second video to see if you think oh. there's anything peculiar about this. By the way, that first video... Uh-huh has 12.7 million views. Of course. To go along with 110,000 likes and 29,700 retweets. That's insane, man. So here's his, his very second tweet, which is another video. This one had 7.2 million views. Are you ready? Jeez. Yep. Here we go. Hey, Twitter world. You know, for years, people have been able to say whatever they want to say about me with no accountability. But now I get to challenge a lot of that BS and set the record straight. More importantly, I'll be able to talk about everything, especially sports, fantasy, football, and even politics. But for now, let me just say to my fellow fathers out there, happy Father's Day. How about that? Uh, He's such an interesting guy on Twitter already. (laughs) Okay, and I, I feel compelled... Just to play one more video by OJ. Perfect. I have a couple more, so if, if you wanted more after this, then I'll, I'll play more. But here, here's OJ's next video. <laughs> Hello, Twitter world. This is uh, yours truly. You know, this is my first venture into the social media world, and uh, it's amazing, <laughs> you know, especially how quickly they can put up counterfeit sites. Anyway, we'll deal with that. I'm just going to pause it right there and let you know that somebody had already hacked hacked OJ, OJ's account by now. Oh. Now, now this is actually OJ, but but there's a bunch of fake OJ accounts, and he got hacked almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's not surprising at all. My life has always been involved in the sports world, and I suspect as the week goes on, that's pretty much what we'll be talking about. But once in a while, I'm going to go off topic and talk about something else, uh, and this is one of those times. You know, Bob Kardashian... He's like a brother to me. He's a great guy. He met and married uh, Chris, and they really had a terrific time together when they were together. Uh, unfortunately, that ended. But never, and I want to stress, never in any way, shape, or form had I ever had any interest in Chris romantically or sexually, and I never got any indication that she had any interest in me. So all of these stories are just bogus, <laughs> bad, you know, tasteless. Um, Chloe, uh, like all the girls I'm very proud of, just like I know Bob would be, uh, if he was here, but the simple facts of the matter is, uh, she's not mine. Now, 
One of the people who spread this rumor is a guy that the media loves to say is my manager. I had one manager in my whole life, Chuck Barnes, when I came out of USC for three years. Unfortunately, he died about 45 years ago. But even <laughs> before he died, I opened my own office with uh, the help of Skip Taft, my lawyer, my um, two assistants, Marilyn O'Brien, the late Marilyn O'Brien, and Kathy Randa. Um, and I've always managed my own affairs, and I like to think very successfully. So when you see these guys like Norm and these guys claim that they're my uh, manager, it's just not true. I may have done <laughs> a deal here or there with them, but none of these guys have ever was anything remotely like a manager for me. In any event, that's it for today. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Take care. Wow. There you go. So, um, so OJ on Twitter. I can't even describe how much I'm going to look into the his Twitter page. <laughs> well, there is one more video. Um, I'm not going to play it. You know, you can go find it yourself. But I, I think it's interesting. Well, first of all, that last video, I don't know if you caught that, but he was dispelling the rumor that that he had an affair and that Khloe Kardashian is actually his daughter. That would be so funny if that was true. <laughs> but he always does this, uh, covers these really serious things and then ends it you know, r- like real chipper at the end. Yeah. All right, y'all. See you later. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. God <laughs> All bless. Out there. Yeah. Listen, yeah. some of you guys say that I killed my wife. Well, anyway, I hope you have a great Mother's Day. <laughs> Happy Easter. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> About that double murder thing. <laughs> hope you're having a great summer. Because you know everyone's just waiting for him to like freaking get himself in trouble. Yeah. He's going to say something dumb and go right back to jail. Probably. I hope that happens very, very soon. All right. Adam? Yes? It's time again, and we've done this twice before on the show. It's time for another installment from Florida Man. Oh, man. Darn it, Florida Man. Hey, guys. It's Florida Man. Hey, buddy. This is how I talk and sound and all that jazz. Not in jail this time, though. Oh. Just wanted to say thanks for the Reese's Pieces and the Snowballs. You're welcome. Man, did that hit the spot. <laughs> I do have a court date coming up, though, for a different incident. I woke my girlfriend up a couple weeks ago by slapping her in the face with a hamburger. That's not good. The cops called it assault, but I disagree. I thought it was a funny prank. I think it was those flaming Hot Cheetos that I ate that made me think that it was a good idea. Or maybe it was the meth that I had smoked. Oh. Nah, it was the Cheetos for sure. Anyway, thanks for the support. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Florida man out. <laughs> wow. Florida man delivers every single time. Every time. Florida man's the now, best. Now, there's there's many, many things that I like about Florida man, and those things are obvious. But perhaps my favorite thing is that he loves snacks. Right. Florida man's big on snacks. Well, you can't do much in the day without snacks, so... Yeah, that's a good point. All right, Adam, it's time for Entertainment News. And this segment is brought to us from our entertain turn, Chris DeVos. First, I'm eager to get your reaction to this story, Adam. Keanu Reeves to join the Marvel Cinematic Universe. (laughs) Ha! You know, Keanu Reeves, there was a time where he was made fun of all the time, and now he's like the internet hero of all heroes. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, this headline was just a rumor until uh, our other fellow intern, Bob Haynes, provided additional reporting that Reeves is confirmed to play the role of Adam Warlock. Who's Adam Warlock? I bet it's awesome if Keanu Reeves is doing it, though. Yeah, so there's our latest uh, Keanu Reeves news. Um, We've done with our latest news on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And here's our next story brought to us from Tiff, and I think you're going to like this. Snoop Dogg breaks Guinness World Record for largest gin and juice. Uh, first of all, I love Snoop Dogg. Secondly, I love gin and juice. So this all went down a few weeks ago at the Bottle Rock Napa Valley Music Festival. And Snoop was joined by fellow West Coast rapper Warren G. Here's some facts about the record-breaking drink. It contained 180 bottles of gin, 154 bottles of apricot brandy, and 38 jugs of orange juice. According to Guinness, the record-breaking cocktail measured in at more than 132 gallons. I wonder what the record was before that. Like 130 <laughs> gallons, you know? Yeah, and they're like, beat ah. you in your face, previous makers of the largest gin and juice. <laughs> yeah, I got freaking Snoop Dogg on my side. And Warren G. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find it's Warren G. What a great song. Think about that combined power of those two guys. There's nothing greater. All right, Adam, it is time to consider the candidates for our next three-room apartments. Okay, we've been doing good so far. Yep. So last episode, NBA legend John Havlicek kicked off our ninth three-room apartment. As he should. And now let's consider our first candidate to join John Havlicek. Okay. It was brought to us by Josh Hallmark, and I think you know what that means. We better come correct on this one. Right. Allow me to present Peggy Lipton, the actress who rose to fame in TV's groundbreaking 1960 series The Mod Squad and starred in the 1990s series Twin Peaks. She has died at the age of 72 of cancer. Oh. The news was confirmed by our two daughters, uh, Kadada and Rashida Jones, star of TV's The Office and Parks and Recreation, from Lipton's 15-year marriage to producer Quincy Jones. Lipton played Julie Barnes, one of the trio, one of a trio of Los Angeles undercover hippie cops, on the counterculture The Mod Squad with Michael Cole and Clarence Williams III. She was nominated for Emmys and won a Golden Globe in 1971 for her performance. In the 1990s, she played the role of Norma Jennings in the TV series Twin Peaks. She also played the same character in the show's 2017 revival. But most importantly, this statement from Josh Hallmark. <laughs> Peggy Lipton, star of the iconic Twin Peaks, star of the iconic Mod Squad, the reason Rashida Jones exists, she's given us so much, and then he concludes with this, if you thought my Catherine outrage was intense, try me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that guy. So I present to you all of that, but mostly that last piece of evidence. As I ask you, Adam, does Peggy Lipton deserve a room in one of our three-room apartments? Yeah, she's a yes for me, dogs. All right. Any need to elaborate, or do we just want to stick with that answer? No, I'll give you some... Th- okay, first of all, Twin Peaks is one of my favorite series of all time. Right. 
Um, and she was amazing in that. And, um, and actually, she was in the second one, too, which is cool. I haven't seen, like, the revised season. But she's in a ton of stuff and yep. um, and in a lot of big stuff. So um, I, I'm with Josh on this one. It's great. She's great. She's in, man. Well, I never saw Twin Peaks. Oh. Um, I want to because I always every time it comes up, people always say amazing things about it. But more than that, I both equally love and fear Josh Hallmark. 100%. So I'm going to go along with your decision and we're going to admit Peggy Lipton into the second room of our ninth apartment. Yeah, I don't know how it would be possible, but he found a way to somehow set an internet group on fire. Literal fire was coming out of my computer when he went to the Justice for Mona series. So, Well, I mean, it resulted in a separate special episode of our show, Adam. That's correct. Right. We got shows popping up all over the place. Yeah, right. Okay, so let it be written, let it be done. Peggy Lipton, you are admitted. I'm so sad she's gone. Now to our second candidate. And this was submitted both by Tiff Franks and me, although Tiff beat me by just over an hour. So I'll give this nomination to Tiff. (laughs) Darn it. That would be Doris Day. Yeah. Hollywood legend Doris Day, whose films made her one of the biggest stars of all time, has died at age 97. The singer turned actress The singer turned actress starred in films such as Calamity Jane and Pillow Talk and had a hit in 1956 with K Sara Sara whatever will be will be. Mm-hmm. Her screen partnership with Rock Hudson is one of the best known in the history of romantic movies. Born Doris Marianne von Kappelhoff in April of 1922. Day originally Jeez. wanted to be a dancer but had to abandon her dream after breaking her right leg in a car accident. Instead, she began her singing career at the age of 15. Her first hit, Sentimental Journey, would become a signature tune. Her films, which included Alfred Hitchcock's The Man Who Knew Too Much and That Touch of Mink, made her known around the world. But she never won an Oscar and was nominated only once in 1960 for Pillow Talk, the first of her three romantic comedies with Hudson. Honors she did receive included the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2004, and a Lifetime Achievement Grammy in 2008. Her personal life certainly was not sunny. She was married four times, divorced three times, and was widowed once. She also suffered a mental breakdown and had severe financial trouble after one husband squandered her money. According to her organization, she wished to have no funeral, memorial service, or grave marker. Wow. On a brighter note, numerous other Hollywood legends paid tribute to her with comments, including Star Trek actor William Shatner, who remembered Day on Twitter as the world's sweetheart, saying she was beloved by all. Fellow Star Trek cast member George Takai said she was synonymous with with Hollywood icon, while Spanish actor Antonio Banderas wrote, thank you for your talent. Adam, I don't even think I really need to ask the question. No. But does Doris Day deserve admittance into our apartment? Dude, she got mailed a key like months and months ago. She's in like Flint. Absolutely. And so John Havlicek, Peggy Lipton, and Doris Day will round out our ninth three-room apartment. Yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. That is amazing. All right, Adam. Well, that will allow us to kick off our 10th apartment. 
Yes. And our next candidate comes from Andrea Blucas and Chris DeVos, our entertained turn. Now, I will note that Andrea beat Chris by 27 minutes with this nomination. Ooh. Legendary comedian and star of The Carol Burnett Show, Tim Conway, dies at age 85. Here's a little bit about him. The beloved actor is best known for his work on The Carol Burnett Show, winning viewers over with characters like the oldest man and Mr. Tudball, whose accent, he said, was inspired by his Romanian mother. He was known to ad-lib his sketches, even surprising his scene partners. Conway recounts one example with co-star Harvey Corman. Harvey never knew what I was going to do until he was actually doing the sketch, he said. As a matter of fact, in the famous Dennis sketch, you can actually see Harvey wet his pants from laughing. (laughs) Burnett, now 86, painted her collaborator as an on-set prankster. He won a Golden Globe Award for the series in 1976, along with Emmys in 1973, 77, and 78. Jeez. So, Adam, before we discuss, Tim Conway was the absolute runaway winner of our intern's choice poll with 70% of the vote. 70%. Jeez. The other two, Peggy Lipton and Doris Day, who, of course, we just admitted and deserve to be admitted, they split the other 30% equally and got 15% each. So, regardless of our opinions, Tim Conway gets in, but do you have any objection to him kicking off our 10th apartment? Not even in the slightest. I don't either. All right, well, there you go. So we've filled up our ninth apartment with three legendary stars, both from sports and entertainment. And now we've kicked off our 10th apartment with the very worthy comedic actor, Tim Conway. And that is all of our candidates for our three-room apartment this week. Yeah, these are huge, man. Like, I mean, no-brainers, you know, discographies and filmographies a mile long, easy choices. Just iconic names, iconic careers, just yep. groundbreaking all over the place. I all agree. the good stuff. Indisputable candidates. Correct. All right, Adam. Well, normally, this is where we would play hotline messages. Yeah. And as you remember, earlier in the episode, we played some of our audio throughout. Correct. However, I did save one message for right now. Yes. And here's our next message. What's happening, y'all? It's Peter DeVille, bitch. Yay! Woo! What's happening? <laughs> hey, buddy. Hope all is all right. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time. It's been a while since I sang a song, so I'm going to give you the song, and then I'm going to give you the explanation for the song. This is a little ditty. Yes. <laughs> I like that word, ditty. About this Jack is a little Diane. ditty by the great Dionne Warwick, and it goes a little something like this. Wow. Holy love can break a heart. Holy love can mend it again. Why am I singing that song? Because I love the show. And Toph went on hiatus last month. All right? So he took away the show. And when he took it away, he broke my heart. <laughs> but then he came back and gave me back the show, so he mended it again. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And that's all I got, y'all. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it just makes you so happy. What's happening, y'all? It's Peter the Vilbus. And then the woo that is unmatched and unparalleled. And then the woo, yeah. 
The woo is the key. So, so when he when he has done the singing and when he's made other references, he's uh-huh. done Tom Jones. Yeah. He's done um, Genesis, Phil yeah. Collins. He did. Uh, well, now he's done Dion Warwick. He also did Elton John. He's also referenced Mr. T. So yeah. my question for you, Adam, given that evidence, how old is Peter Devildis? Oh man. <laughs> I don't feel like Peter Devildis has an age. I think he kind of just has always been and always will be. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you have to but all of those references fit in the eighties. Yeah, he's gotta be in his thirties. I bet he's older than that. If you had to put a human number on it, you know, it's probably like thirties. I bet he's older. I doubt that he'll ever reveal because he won't reveal anything about himself. No. Which no, actually is one of the things that I love. Yeah. I, I don't mind that. I actually kind of like it. Yeah. But my guess is that he's he's in his early 40s. His late 30s. Well, I'm, yeah. No, I just think in the 30s. I bet he's a mystery. 100% mystery. So put put a number on it. I mean, how do you put a number on a mystery? 35. 35. Okay. I think he's 42. Interesting. And, and l- listen, Peter, you can either tell us how old you are, you can decline to respond at all, or you could just tell us whether Adam or Chris is closer. Ah, a vague acknowledgement. There you go. All right. Normally, we would wrap up the show after hotline messages. Right. But I have just one more thing for you, and I think you're going to like this. I mo- like most things you present. I have a story for you. Ooh. A four-year-old Minnesota boy was craving candy. So he took his great-grandfather's SUV on a cruise to go get some. (laughs) Yes. The boy, named Sebastian, traveled a mile and a half to an area gas station during rush hour. (laughs) He took off in the Hyundai Santa Fe around 8.30 Tuesday morning. He reportedly used his great-grandfather's walker to grab the keys off a wall hook, and while no one was watching, hopped into the driver's seat and drove off. Sebastian, who was barely able to see above the steering wheel, backed out of the driveway, traveled down some winding neighborhood streets, and then turned into a busy four-lane avenue during the heart of rush hour. Witnesses said that he drove erratically at speeds of approximately 10 to 15 miles per hour before getting into the gas station parking lot where he was met by police. (laughs) (laughs) Sebastian reportedly bumped a few mailboxes and dinged a tree, and a portion of the vehicle's bumper was found in the neighbor's yard. Luckily, no one was injured during his candy store run. In the wake of this incident, this is the good news, the family has devised a plan that involves locking up the car keys and paying closer attention to him. Wow, what a concept. I mean, uh, can you please repeat for the <laughs> listening audience how old he was? He was four. Four years old. So why the hell does he even know how to do any of that stuff? And uh, he's also kind of my hero for doing all that stuff at the age of four. He wants candy. I'm going to get it. Yes. So a four-year-old wanted some candy, so he took his great-grandfather's car and drove it to the gas station to get some. That's like his version of a beer run. Isn't that amazing? That's phenomenal. Hell yeah, Just, kid. Hell I have yeah. A, I have a four and a half year old and I can't imagine him driving one of our cars down the street during rush hour to get some candy. I mean, without wrecking generally, you know? Yeah, without without a serious accident. 
That's amazing. And if if you go to the link, the article, yeah, there's a there's a video where they on the video they ask him to recreate how he did it. No kidding. Yeah, so you can actually watch it. Adam, I think you're going to agree, and we haven't done this in a while, but I'd like to recognize four-year-old Sebastian as our Gravity Beard Listener of the Week. I think that is the greatest idea I've ever heard. (laughs) All right. Well, there you go. Congratulations, Sebastian. Not only did you get yourself... Well, I don't know if you got some candy, but not only did you successfully make a candy run, at least... (laughs) But now you're also our Gravity Beard Listener of the Week. So, and Adam, I, without further ado, that concludes this week's staff meeting. Wait, I want to go back for a second. Yeah. I, it, it took me a moment of pause because I have loved your consistent Gravity Beard Listener of the Week <laughs> since day one. <laughs> <laughs> the most bizarre things... Now, this is a turn of events for Gravity Beard Listener of the Week because this time it was not some hapless criminal. It was a... It was a genius kid, <laughs> and uh, I just I love it. So I, I just want you to know that I love the Gravity Beer Listener of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome, and and I, I think you'll understand that sometimes I feel compelled to throw a curveball. <laughs> I do love your curveballs, and when you're like Adam, I think you're going to enjoy this. I know I'm going to enjoy this. So <laughs> I mean, that kid takes after my own heart, right? <laughs> well, I just felt like you were you were kind of crowding the plate. And so I, I had to throw a brushback pitch and, and award the Gravity Beer Listener of the Week to someone you wouldn't expect. I love that. I, lo- I got to keep you honest when you're Dude, in the batter's box, Adam. The old, uh, the old brushback. Yeah, man. Greatest, greatest Gravity Beer Listener of the Week. That's the greatest idea I've ever heard. Love it. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Hell yeah. All right, Adam, without further ado, that concludes this week's staff meeting. Are you sure there is no more ado? I, I'm sad to announce that there is not even an ounce of further ado. That's <clears throat> yeah, bullshit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel, buddy. <laughs> well, let me just uh, issue some brief credits before we go. The content of these meetings is generated almost entirely by our talented team of interns. If you'd like to contribute to the show, we'd love to have you join the team. Just search Gravity Beard Interns on Facebook. It's where we have very serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. You can call us on the hotline if you like. That number is 321-465-2180. If you enjoy the show, please tell another human about it. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Our theme song is Walking the Dog. This catchy tune is called Above and Beyond. Both are by Silent Partner and can be found on the YouTube audio library. Additional music in this episode is by Kevin McLeod. Promotional consideration in this episode comes from Justine and Santiago and the talented team at Weird With You. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, I'm your other co-host, Toph. This meeting is adjourned. And peace.
NBA legend John Havlicek kicked off our ninth three-room apartment. As he should. And Ow. now... It, I just hit the crap out of my knee. But that hurt so bad. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay now. Thanks. All right. You're going to be really loud with a bunch of stuff, aren't you? No. Your sugar packets and your coffee and... <laughs> going to make noise with everything possible the professional audio engineer dude it's going to be fun <laughs> what an a-hole <laughs> the guy that does it the guy that does it for a living tor- tortures me on every episode with ridiculous unnecessary noises of all kinds <laughs> i'm working on it man yeah okay <laughs> All right, you ready to do this? Yep. I'm going to grab my coffee, which is coming off hot. It's coming off hot. One second. It's coming off hot. You should have seen that stretch move I just did to grab my hot cup of coffee. <laughs> I bet it was epic. It was amazing. I bet it was epic. It was perfect. Like me, baby. Me. <laughs> Attack squirrel, bro. <laughs> <laughs>